So whether you prefer to read NIV or KJV, these Bible stories are going to be BBV, Brittany Bauman version. I'm going to put my twist on it. So sit back, relax, let me take you down memory lane, as a lot of these stories take us way back to children's church. I present to you Bible stories according to Brittany. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Today, we're going to talk about our good old gal, Ruth. Ruth, chapter one. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Moab, yep, yep. Y'all know me, you know I love Moab, Utah. This is not Moab, Utah, but same word. Sorry, brought up memories. All right, verse two. The man's name was, here we go, Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites. (laughs) Oh, God, here we go. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Okay, so you've got Elimelech, Naomi, and their two sons are going to Moab. They're from Bethlehem. They're going to Moab. Okay, verse 3. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. Okay, so this family of four goes and lives in a new town, and then the dad dies. So now you got the mom and the two sons, and the two sons get married to women that are native to Moab. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malan and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. So the dad dies, the sons get married, the sons die, so now you've got a mother-in-law and two daughters-in-law. Verse 6, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. So basically, it's like all of our men are dead. God's doing something back home. So, you know, I'm going to move back home. Verse 8. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home Of another husband. So basically, Naomi is kind of releasing them, saying, Hey, it's okay. You're widows now. You don't need to, you know, keep in contact with me. Like, go back home to Moab and you can restart your life, get remarried and move on with life. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. So they're like, no, we don't want to leave you. We love you. You're the best mother-in-law ever. And so, you know, we're going to go with you. Verse 11. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Nope. 
Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you want, <laughs> would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. So now she's like, what's up, God? My husband's dead, my sons are dead, and now my daughters-in-law, you know, it's only right for them to live their lives and not, you know, hang out with me anymore. And it's like, this is bittersweet for me. Like, this is hard for me. But, you know, come on, be realistic. Like, you don't really have a future hanging, you know, around with me and following me around. So she's, you know, releasing them, saying it's okay. Verse 14. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. So, I mean, just imagine like tears are flowing, you know, everybody's sad. These these women, you know, they're they've become friends over the years. And Orpah, you know, does the normal thing. She's like, you know, I hate this. I love you. But yeah, goodbye. So she kisses her goodbye and all that says bye to Ruth and all that and then goes back to her homeland to kind of restart her life. But Ruth is like, mm -mm, nope, ain't doing that. You ain't, getting, you ain't getting rid of me that easy. Verse 15, look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. If you've heard that verse before, it's probably been in a lot of weddings. I actually had that verse read at my own wedding because um, it's just so good, right? It's like, I'm staying with you. Where you go, I go. Your people are my people. Your God's my God. We're in this life together. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give up the fight because nothing I say is going to convince you, you know, you're committed to me. So come on, let's go. Verse 19. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. And apparently Mara means bitter. So Naomi's got some serious issues going on. She's, you know, rightfully so. Feels like her life has just been completely taken from her. You know, a little bit angry at God. And now she's kind of like in this pity party a little bit. So she's like, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara because Mara literally means bitter and I'm bitter. <laughs> Verse 21. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Chapter 2 Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. So he's her husband, Elimelech's, uh, I guess, nephew or somebody. His name is Boaz. 
And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. So like Ruth is kind of like, let me just try to go out and make some kind of money. Like, I'm just going to be a lowly servant. You know, you got all these harvesters out there. They're getting like the big, you know, plump harvest. I'm just going to go back and try to pick up the leftovers that aren't picked up. So this is like, you know, pennies basically today. But she's just trying to, you know, pull her weight and wants to take care of Naomi. So verse four. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. (laughs) Why does that remind me of um, The Handmaid's Tale? If you watch The Handmaid's Tale, you totally know what I'm talking about. But the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. Under his eye. (laughs) Sorry. Verse 5. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? So he comes, it's like kind of like having the CEO or the president like walk in the halls, like saying, hey, to everybody, like he's the big man on campus. Everybody, you know, sits up straight in their chair and he's looking around. And he's like, hey, who's that new girl over there? So the overseer replied and says, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now. So basically, like, she's been working her tail off all day for, like, a little bit next to nothing. Verse 8, So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and, and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. So, like, immediately, she's got favor with Boaz. So that's pretty cool. But like too, like think about it in today's world, like probably the other girls out there are like jealous and like, who's this girl thinks she is? Like she's barely been here a week and now, you know, the president's talking to her like that ain't fair. She better get in line. I don't know. That's probably what it went like. Who knows? Verse 10. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. So he's like giving her all these compliments. Like, I really respect what you've been doing for Naomi and the courage you have to move to this place that you know nothing about. And then she's like, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, may I always, you know, find favor in in your eyes. You know, you to boss. She says, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. So basically, I'm not qualified to be here. I don't have my bachelor's degree, but thank you so much for giving me a place, you know, to work here. Verse 14, at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. 
As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks from her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So more favor here. He's like, hey, come have lunch with me. And then he tells, you know, her managers, like, hey, give her some some extra stuff. There you go. I mean, that's that's the place. That's the situation you want to be in. That's that you want to be the person that's got favor in the workplace. Can I get an amen? All right. Verse 17. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. Ephah? Ephah. I don't know. Ephah means about 30 pounds. So she's got about 30 pounds of barley. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. So Ruth is a stand-up girl. She's a stand-up gal here. Like, she works long hours. She's not that girl that, you know, wants to clock out early. She's working into the night, and then she's not really keeping anything extra for herself. Like, she's a very generous person. She wants to give it all to Naomi anyway. Verse 19. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Which a guardian redeemer is like a Hebrew word for, it's a legal term, for one who has the obligation to redeem a relative in serious difficulty. I guess kind of like a power of attorney, but for the living. I don't know. Verse 21. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So basically, like, I guess what she's doing is against the law. You know, she's kind of going behind these women and, and picking up scraps. And I guess that's not allowed, which is why Boaz said, don't reprimand her to those guys. And even Naomi is recognizing, hey, you know, this is not really a safe job for you. But Boaz, man, he's really like helping us out here. And he's family, so I know him. And this is just a really good situation. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Chapter 3. One day Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he's finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. So basically, it sounds like Naomi's just like, hey, get all dolled up, put your perfume on, girl, look all cute tonight, and go down to where Boaz is. And then she gave her this weird instruction, like chapter 3, verse 4. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. 
He will tell you what to do. Okay. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, so he's, you know, he's a little buzzed, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. Okay. Hold up. What? I don't get all that. There must be something back in the day that that was like okay to do. But I guess it's just some kind of showing of, you know, respect. Everybody knows that you're a good girl. You've got a good reputation. You're not somebody that is, you know, sleezing around with all these other dudes. So verse 14, she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, he gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Chapter 4 Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, Come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said, Sit here, and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech, her husband. I thought I should bring the, ma the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. So apparently Ruth being involved kind of puts a kink in things, I guess. Verse 7. Now in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. Hmm, interesting. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. So basically he's like, nope, I, I can't buy this land now. I don't know if that's because Ruth's a Moabite or, yeah, but either way. He's like, well, I'm out, so you buy it. Verse 9, Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses. I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malan. So now all the property that Naomi was going to sell to that guardian redeemer guy, now Boaz has bought it. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malan's widow, as my wife. What? Whoa, totally missed that. All right, you do you. Okay, here we go. 
as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Okay, so he's trying to like frame it up like, I got to keep the family name, so I'm going to marry Ruth. Come on, we all know that you're smitten with Ruth. Okay, we all see you, you know, checking her out over by the harvest. All right, we get it. We get it. Verse 11. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah, Ephrathah, <laughs> and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Aww. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Wow, that is super cool. So Ruth and Boaz have a son who then has another son, and then his son is David. So Ruth and Boaz, their son is David's great-grandfather. That's super cool. And then verse 18, this is the, ge the genealogy of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amenadab, Amenadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. So how cool is that, that Ruth and Boaz are in the family of David? So ladies, now you know the key to getting a man. You gotta take care of those feet. 